The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. Greetings, scribes. I have got some exciting news to share. The Writer Files now has an exclusive Patreon community where subscribers will get exclusive access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and content from productivity and publishing experts each month. In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something special. Rainmaker FM. Hey, welcome back to The Writer Files. This is your host, Kelton Reed, here to take you on yet another tour of the habits, habitats, and brands of renowned writers. And this week, I had the pleasure to speak with multiple award-winning, internationally published author, preneur, podcaster, and writing coach, K.M. Wyland, who stopped by the show to chat with me about helping writers become authors, balancing creativity and logic, and beating writer's block. As an award-winning author of acclaimed writing guides, including standouts, outlining your novel, structuring your novel, and creating character arcs, Ms. Wyland uses part of her writing day helping mentor authors via her online writers community. Her website, Helping Writers Become Authors, has collected many accolades, including Writers Digest uh, Best Websites for Writers, multiple years running, and nurtures a community of scribes dedicated to helping show you how to write your best story, change your life, and astound the world. In addition to developing an app for writers, her weekly podcast and steady social media presence, Katie somehow finds time to write and self-publish both historical and speculative fiction. In part one of this file, Katie and I discuss how sharing her writing journey launched her career as an authorpreneur, what writers need to remember about the intersection of business and art, why if you're going to be a writer, you have to read, how her routine helps her easily shift gears from fiction to nonfiction, and on conquering writer's block and summoning inspiration. The Writer Files is brought to you by the all-new Studio Press Sites, a turnkey solution that combines the ease of an all-in-one website builder with the flexible power of WordPress. It's perfect for authors, bloggers, podcasters, and affiliate marketers, as well as those selling physical products, digital downloads, and membership programs. If you're ready to take your WordPress site to the next level, see for yourself why over 200,000 website owners trust StudioPress. Go to rainmaker.fm slash studiopress now. That's rainmaker.fm slash studiopress. And if you're a fan of the writer files, please click subscribe to automatically see new interviews as soon as they're published. All right, and we are rolling once again on the writer files with a esteemed guest, author, uh, award-winning, internationally published author of acclaimed writing guides, both historical and speculative fiction, and so many other things uh, to talk about. You have K.M. Wyland today on the show. Sorry, I have a head cold, so you have to apologize. I have to apologize for my uh, seeming uh, grogginess here today. But uh, K.M. Wyland is joining us, and um, she is also a uh, podcaster and educator. Um, she helps writers become authors at her website, Helping Writers Become Authors, podcast of the same name. So thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> um, so pretty much everything that you do is is uh, really in line with kind of um, the show itself. You know, we talk a lot about productivity and workflow and 
and um, kind of getting into the into the brains of of renowned authors. And you, you have so much going on. It, it's um, it's inspiring to see how many kind of irons you have in the fire. I don't know how you do it. So we're going to kind of uh, ask you <laughs> today how you keep all these things uh, rolling. So maybe for listeners who aren't kind of familiar with you and your inspiring journey as a writer, uh, I know you got started really young. Can you kind of catch us up to speed on how you became this um, award-winning author and, and best-selling author and educator today? Yeah. Um, I like to say that I've been telling stories all my life. One of my earliest memories when I was probably like three or four years old um, is actually of me. Up, it was, we were at a family reunion and I was up in a treehouse, and I, I clearly remember making up some kind of a story about how I don't know, bad guys attacked and, and I was the superhero that saved them all or whatever. Hmm. But, um, so I like, I like using that kind of as, you know, whether or not that was actually my first memory to me, I really like that as kind of the touchstone of why I ended up becoming a writer because I really didn't, that was not something that was on my radar when I was a kid. Actually, I love stories. Obviously I loved imagining things and making things up. But I was really into horses um, through most of my um, young years, all the way through high school, really, and thought that that was going to be a career path that I'd take. But what happened, actually, was I you know, started writing um, down stories. I wrote hundreds of stories during the, my um, teenage years. Hmm. I did um, like a little newsletter. I think I had like 30 subscribers. Um, it was about horses. And mm-hmm. I'd write articles and short stories for that and um, send that out. Um, which was really a good thing. Um, obviously, you know, most of what I wrote was horrible, but it was something that really taught me early on kind of the discipline of treating writing as a profession instead of just a fun little hobby. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I was then able to carry on as I started writing novels. And then, of course, you know, when I started getting into trying to figure out a way to create a platform for that, that's kind of where I started doing all of the stuff that I do on the Helping Writers Become Authors site mm-hmm. with sharing just the journey in the, of writing and what I'm learning to try to help other writers um, in their journeys as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So all those pieces kind of fit together and it seems like intrinsic to, you know, just kind of everything that you've been doing for so long. So do you consider yourself an authorpreneur? I know that's a kind of a, <laughs> a funny um, a funny term, but... Um, I mean, you do have both a business where you are, you know, helping um, what you call word players, showing them, how, you know, how to kind of harness their their um, writing abilities. And then, uh, you know, you podcast about it. Um, I mean, the podcast, 375 episodes, that's so many. How long have you been I doing know, that? I know, I can't believe it sometimes. <laughs> Is that like, you know, five plus years in the making? Something like that. I think it's been... This is the 10th year, I think, since oh, I, wow. yeah, this is the 10th year since I pus- published my first book. Okay. And then everything else is sort of, you know, trickled along in the yeah. aftermath of that. But yeah, I think the podcast is about five, six years, something like that. Wow. Wow. But anyway, yeah, I like, I do, I like the term authorpreneur. I think that it's, you know, anymore, if you're going to be successful without, you know, being one of those super fortunate people who get a six figure advance or something. That you that's the mindset you have to have going into writing if you want to do it full time. Yeah. Because it is, it's not just about being a great writer anymore. You also have to um, understand marketing and the business world and all of that to mm-hmm. to actually be able to take your art 
to the market and do something with it, For which sure. is why I love copy bloggers so much. It's something that I've learned, you know, a ton from sites like that yeah. about not just fiction writing, because that's a totally different art form unto itself. Yeah, absolutely. And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something cool and special. Keep calm and write on. And a lot of what, you know, is intrinsic to the copy blogger blog is, you know, um, content and, and um, content marketing and so on and so forth. And, and they kind of dovetail there. So yeah, I'll point at that also copyblogger.com. So yeah, so you've got a dozen books under your belt and, and quite a few award-winning books to, that are, you know, designed to help writers. So I'll point at the, the, your Amazon page um, where all of that stuff is. And it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice balance it would seem between your, um, you know, your fiction and, and the um, educational stuff, which is very cool. And, and these are all, I think, um, um, important for writers to find these resources. And then, so uh, your main website is kmwyland.com. And um, then we can also find you at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com, which is um, the the kind of the community that you have over there as well mm-hmm. and the podcast which i'll point at um you are also active on twitter and facebook so lots lots to find out there lots of good resources you are definitely helping writers <laughs> quite a bit so thanks for your work um there so what are you working on now i mean you've got all these things i don't i mean i want to get into productivity because i want to know I'm sure listeners want to know how you do, how you put all the pieces together, but um, are you working on a a new novel, it sounds like, or? Yeah, I always try. I mean, obviously for me, you kind of talked about balance and that's really important for me because I think the business side can take over so easily and become, you know, just obsessive and all consuming. And I'm really careful that that does not happen because I always come back to why am I doing this? And the reason that I'm doing this is because of my fiction, because I, I want to make art. You know, that's that's why I got into this in the first place. So it's really important to me to make sure that even amidst all the crazy busyness of the business side, mm-hmm. that I am always prioritizing the art. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I right now I'm working on actually a sequel to my um already published Portal Fantasy Dreamlander. It's just finished the outline for that, and I'm hoping to start writing that here pretty soon. And um, I'm also working on um, actually a workbook. I just put out a um, new writing book last year called Creating Character Arcs. And um, so I'm doing a workbook for that that kind of helps people yeah. you know, work through the actual uh, 
pretty much just every single question that could be raised in the main book and then allowing them, putting it into question form to make it really accessible for people who are trying to work through and apply that to their own novels. So hoping to have that out later this year, maybe early, late summer, early fall. And I'm also um, getting ready to launch something that I'm really excited about, which is actually a computer app um, based on my outlining your novel workbook. Um, had a really great programmer who did just an amazing job of putting together something that I would totally be geeking out over if I just happened to discover it. So basically, it's just kind of um, transferring what I did in that workbook and making it into a computer program so that it's something people can use over and over again and yeah. um, is really accessible and, and useful and also has some um, compatibility with Scrivener as well. Wow. So I'm wow. really excited about that. We're hoping to launch that in the beginning of June. That's awesome. Um, yeah, great. Well, keep us posted and uh, I'll definitely be looking for that one because uh, I'm sure that'll be helpful to a lot of folks. So you have a lot of resources out there. You've got free re free resources and so we'll, we'll just link to everything because there's um, definitely a lot going on out there. And like I said, that podcast um, is also a, a, a great resource for writers. So let's dig into your productivity a little bit. So I know you, <laughs> it's not like you haven't written about all of these things, but how much time um, are you spending each day kind of getting prepared, you know, pr preparing your desk, reading, re doing research, kind of that uh, stuff that you do to before you actually start writing? Um, I believe, you know, along with um, Stephen King, who would, has said this many times in many more eloquent ways than I'm going to say it right now, <laughs> but that if you're going to be a writer, you have to be a reader. Um, so if you're going to prioritize time for writing, it's just as important to prioritize that time for reading because if you're not filling your well, then you have nothing, you know, to give out of the well when the time comes to sit down and write. So I make it a point to try to read at least an hour and a half every day. I usually have a bookmark in about three different books, but at least a fiction book and a nonfiction book. And um, generally for me, I find the best time for doing that is in the evenings, like right before I go to bed. It's just kind of a downtime. My brain's quieter and I'm able to sit and concentrate. Yeah. Um, but I definitely find that that is a vital thing for allowing me to kind of recharge my my mental batteries, my creative batteries, and then be able to bring that to whatever I'm working on when I get up the next morning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then, before you get in, you know, get into the daily writing, because I know I know you've written about um, the fact that you you know you are writing like five days a week um, mm -hmm. before you sit down and and. Uh, get going there do you have any kind of rituals that get you in the mode or you know i used to do i used to be a really big fan of what i call warm-ups um i do like 30 minute warm-up before i would um start my writing every day anymore i found that i don't need that so much yeah. i think that um it was really helpful in the beginning i do things like um you know, just read, and I still do this, read over whatever I wrote the day before, but I'd also do things like um, write a journal entry about whatever I was working on. And um, sometimes I'd like try to find a, a music video or something that was in the vein of what I was, the mood I wanted to be in that day mm -hmm. and do that. But anymore, I find I don't really need that. I think it was really helpful back then when writing was kind of scarier <laughs> and I needed kind of that time to just kind of ease myself into the mindset. But these days I find, you know, I can get into that mindset right away pretty much. I do, like I said, I do definitely still like to um, read back over whatever I'd written the day before. Mm -hmm. um, both because, I mean, that's such a great way to just 
clean up typos and do some really quick editing to begin with. Yeah. But also because, again, that just immediately gets you back into the flow and you can kind of just pick up where you left off after that. So I'm not really into the ritual thing yeah. anymore. I think that it's great if you need it, but that it can become a crutch really fast. So it's important to understand, are you are you using this to you know pump yourself up for the day or is it just becoming a procrastination technique? <laughs> right, right. Um, well, it's, it's cool that you're, I mean, that you, you kind of have a balance of fiction and nonfiction. So then are you picking like nonfiction one week, fiction another week, or do you do both in one sitting kind of productive procrastination trick or? Um, well, like I said, you know, it's important to me that the fiction is prioritized. So yeah. I do that every day. Um, that five day I do, I say every day, but it's five days a week. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I do that every day. Um, I, and I kind of divide my day up into sections. Um, there's usually, you know, like three, two hour blocks, um, in between, you know, all the other stuff that happens in life. But so I've got a two hour block every day that I devote to the fiction and generally about a two hour block that gets devoted to just daily, um, you know, email and catching up on social media and just odds and ends that have to do with marketing. Yeah. And then I've got that at that um, remaining two hour block um, is what I use to work on whatever nonfiction project I have in front of me at the time. So right now I'm working, you know, I'm putting together the workbook and that's what I'm focusing on. So I do a little of both. I do the fiction and the nonfiction every day and then try to squeeze in, you know, whatever needs to be done for the marketing as well. That's cool. That's cool. That's got to um, do, I mean, that's got to do some interesting things to your brain, um, <laughs> switching gears like that. But I, but I understand that's good. You know, that's good for your brain. Probably helps both your fiction and your nonfiction to be, you know, almost like I switching think, yeah. hemispheres. I think it definitely does. Um, I'm all about harmonizing creativity and logic. I think that, you know, for either of them to work really well, we have to be able to bring them both online kind of. Yeah. And so I definitely feel that, I mean, obviously I'm writing about writing fiction, so it's very pertinent to my fiction. Um, it's definitely something that's helped me grow as a writer. Um, and I think it, you know, obviously the fiction then informs the nonfiction because that's where I'm really learning and gleaning my own ideas. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you work really out of an office or do you like to get out to a coffee shop from time to time or? I am very much like a routine oriented person. I like, you know, I like everything where it's supposed to be hmm. every day. But um, lately I actually have, I usually work, you know, just at home at my desk. But um, in the last year, I really found that I just love getting away from the desk. And if it's nice outside, going outside and writing outside. And that has been just is something about just kind of the fresh air and just the openness. I think it makes me feel more open crea crea creatively, kind mm -hmm, of. Mm -hmm. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, that's been a really nice thing. And also, it gets me away from, you know, the internet. So I'm not like tempted, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this really important research thing on Pinterest. And two hours later, you know, and I found one really important picture <laughs> and a bunch of writing memes that I really didn't need. Right. So right. it's really nice. We're just unplugging kind of and getting away from the computer. For sure. Oh, that's a good trick. All right. Do you still uh, do you still like to stick on some headphones or listen to music or are you oh, preferring yeah. science? Yeah. Yeah. I love writing to music. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm one of those people who the silence is kind of more deafening than the, the music. <laughs> yeah. But I really find that music is super useful in just kind of getting me into the mood and the mindset of what I'm working on. Um, I, I gravitate toward um, movie soundtracks. I don't like lyrics. They tend to be too distracting mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. i love you know the big epic um hot zimmer john williams kind of soundtracks 
Oh, yeah. That just kind of get me into that. And I like it when they're really intense because I tend to write faster. You know, if the music's fast, then I'm writing faster. And that's always helpful as well. Yeah. You could almost pick up like any Hans Zimmer mm -hmm. soundtrack and find something inspiring there because they're also, um, you know, they kind of go back and forth between like moody and yeah. epic uh, soundscapes. But um, yeah, I'm with you. I love Hans Zimmer so much. Um, okay. So you have written a book uh, called Conquering Writer's Block and Summoning Inspiration. So this next question, um, let's talk about writer's block. Uh, what, are your, what, how, what are your current feelings about um, the dreaded writer's block? <laughs> well, in all honesty, I mean, I don't, and obviously I wrote a book about it, so in no way do I deny that it's a thing <laughs> and that it's something that writers face and it's scary and big and intimidating. But I think half the problem with writer's block is that that's how we think about it. Um, we think about it as if it's this huge booger man that we, you know, we're, if he shows up, we're doomed. And I think we kind of doom ourselves just in thinking of it that way. Because really and truly what writer's block is, is not a block in itself. It's just an obstacle that's caused by another problem that's going on, whether it's in our writing or in our life. So if we can, you know, step back from the idea of, oh my gosh, I've got writer's block. And instead, think why, you know, what's causing this? Is it because I'm stuck on what's happening in my plot and I don't know what needs to happen? Or is it something else that's going on in my life? You know, I'm under stress or I'm going through a period of grief or I'm, I'm just scared. Writing's, you know, really scaring me with the vulnerability I'm having to bring to the page right now. Mm -hmm. Because that's that's then allows you to address a very specific problem instead of just writer's block. It's, oh, I need to work through this. Um, and in my experience, the vast majority of writer's block is really just a problem you're having with the writing itself. It's you've come up against, you know, a plot hole or something and you're stuck. And the answer to that is really easy. You just need to sit down and start logically working through why am I stuck? Because I think that the key to the key to unlocking creativity in anything, I believe, is first being able to ask the right question. If you can find the right question to ask, the right answer is almost right there, always right there staring you in the face. So the best approach that I can recommend to anyone to writer's block is, first of all, don't, don't be afraid of it. It's just part of the process. It's just part of the up and down flow of being any kind of a creative person. So just accept it, and then it's not nearly as um, frightening or such a big deal that you have to face. But then second... Just try to approach it logically and get down underneath the obvious um, stoppage that you're facing. And instead, just try to figure out why. What's the logical reason that's holding me back here? Yeah. Wow. So good. Thanks so much for joining us for this half of a tour of the writer's process. If you enjoy the writer files, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts to help other writers find us. And for more episodes or just to leave a comment or a question, you can always drop by writerfiles.fm and chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you next week. Bye.